Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the NXT 2.0 preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamblet and Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. If you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also running out raw, running out my own. And this red pig baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. Shut up. Did you reveal on the news this morning what you brought into the office? Am I right? I haven't seen the edit go yes. online yet, but I think I'll... Hashtag King of the Kazoo, yeah. God damn it, man. Like, your voice... And you think to yourself, now what I really need is a kazoo. And he <laughs> had Christian's 22-year-old bit to make noises. On the Twitter questions, right, but a serendipity here, mm. right? Uh, someone tweeted out with them, Adam Wilborn off for the rest of the week. Um, what gimmick do you think he'll return with? <laughs> really? <laughs> I love the idea that there's obviously going to be some kind of gimmick, right? And me and Murray was like one of the Twitter questions at the end of the news video, and I said something like, oh, you know, he has this thing where... And it did broken Adam Wilborn when he realized he was doing the network thing about 15 years after everybody else realized WWE sucked. <laughs> and uh, maybe because he's, you know, he is genuinely positive about WWE, he could come back with a standard for WWE gimmick where literally everything they do is good because Pepper H is, <laughs> is doing it. And I didn't see Kazoo coming. Why didn't I? Why didn't I just say I was going to come in with a Kazoo? <laughs> kazoo or birthday party? What are they called? Oh, yeah. The the little spooters with the Party horns. Party horns. Is that what they call party horns? A swanny whistle, isn't it, though? <laughs> that's what that's next. That's the, that's the next holiday. And then the grown tube. And the grown tube, of course. What? The, what's a grown tube? Oh. One of them sticks. Oh. Oh, you're not here for this? No. We talked about grown tubes and uh, growing tubes. Grown. grown, as in to, to grown, yeah. Yeah, but that will bond the noise that you make noise. whenever I do this. Whenever, you talk, whenever you talk, <laughs> we'll bring one in. So whenever you do anything, we do it like oh. <laughs> Literally, oh, do you know where I got the kazoo from? It wasn't actually a, a lot of forward planning. I was just at Whitley Bay on my birthday in the uh, you know in the arcades, and they were like, "You've won." You know what? It's one of those things, right? It's like you win six yeah. million tickets, and they go, "Congratulations, you can have a chew it, yeah, or something like that." <laughs> And they were like, "What do you want? You can have a lollipop, or you can have." Uh, and then, I think, I think, I think, Anna Louise went, "There's a kazoo here," and I was, "There's a what?" <laughs> Straight on it. 
Go oh, and I got a, um, a sweet thing where if you squeeze it, a, a little monkey does a backflip on the, on the swing. So I've got that to bring in as well. Don't so I can't wait. I literally can't wait to see this. <laughs> got that to bring in. Like, and Louise, don't damage that. I need it for work. That's important documents. I forgot about that. <laughs> Look, you do this. Hey. I got an alien. You put it on the end of your finger <laughs> or your pencil. It's an alien. Got wiggly arms. <sighs> anyway, let's get serious. It's NXT Heat Wave tonight. Um, we missed much last week. You didn't. There's something that you missed, but we've already got a game for this one yes. that we're going to drop later, so we'll wait for that. Um, what did you miss last week other than the game we're going to play? Tony D and Santos has a, a meeting. They had an they? accord. That was it. And it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, did you miss anything that I would describe as quintessentially NXT 2.0, which is called for one of the few things about this goddamn show that I can remember? And, uh, oh, here's something you missed, right? God bless her. Nikita Lyons was in a match against Kiana James. James yeah. And Kiana James, like, near enough the finish, was like slouched by the turnbuckle, you know, the gimmick where like they slouched down the back of the head is against the bottom turnbuckle. Nikita Lyons attempted what I think was going to be a cannonball, but she hit the middle turnbuckle and missed her face by a good, like, half a foot. <laughs> and because the spot was, she was going to do the cannonball. And do you know, like, that gymnastics maneuver where you pull yourself up off something, but do, like, a backflip at the same time? Vaguely. Yeah. She, tr- she had to do that afterwards without connecting. Oh, so connecting. she's upside down, but then, yeah, she's holding She's on skinning the, the cat, basically. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So she had to skin the cat afterwards, and, like, she hadn't even connected. And then she had to she do not that. She the cat. So she couldn't even skin the cat after not connecting with the moves of the person. was just like, I haven't been hit, and I'm watching her. And it took, like, a minute to skin the cat. It was almost <laughs> horrendously awkward botch of the year. Let's bookend the podcast with games, because Heat Wave is just matches uh, uh, yeah. to preview. So... I played this game with Murray last week. Oh, wait, wait a second then. It's time to play the game! Sorry. So I played this m- with Murray last week, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe you'll have some comedy answers as well, right? Um, and I'll tell you his as well, right? Whose birthday it was yeah? on a Tuesday of last week? Uh, it was Nikita Lyons. Ah, okay. Guess what 80% of the reply said on Twitter, because the NXT account tweeted a very Ooh. warm, happy birthday, Nikita Lyons. Guess what 80% of the replies were? Uh, something, was it something rude? Like, I've got a present for you. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it was, it was rude, obviously. It's Twitter. Requests for her to fart on her own birthday cake. No, but you're, you're kind of along the right oh line. Oh, God. <laughs> so 80% of the replies, despite the fact that people could read the replies, they just wanted to get in there first. 80% <laughs> or close to 100% <laughs> or close to 100% of the replies were this. <laughs> you don't even, don't even need a cake for your birthday. You've already got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally 80% of these absolute horny on main Jim Ross's were like, <laughs> I guess you don't need a cake. Your birthday, you've already got one. Click the profile. Proud father, so he loved my wife. <laughs> yeah, love yeah, my, yeah, love yeah. my country. Love God. I want nothing class. I think Andy Murray said, oh, looks like you've already got your birthday balloon sorted. <laughs> <laughs> 
you've tapped into the consciousness of these people, but not you didn't get the right body part, unfortunately. Oh, so you've dear. you've lost the game. <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Ron Breaker versus JD McDonough. Oh yeah, who leaves as NXT champion? Ron Breaker. It's Christ Ron Almighty, Breaker, this JD McDonough thing's useless. Uh, what did he do last week? Because didn't even give him another live mic. They did that. They did that prime target. Where it was like, did you end up seeing the contract signing? I only saw I, my whole experience of NXT 2.0 when I was in Crete was mm. basically the few things people can be asked to bury, like in MP4. So you got clips. several versions of that. So then. I got a few <laughs> versions of that where Jamie McDonald was like, uh, sign his contract in blood. And I just love the idea where the, the camera panted Bron Breaker so you could, uh, you could express his like innermost, like just gas, like his ghastly response to this disgusting, like bloodletting of his opponent and if he's willing to do that with his finger what is he going to do to me and it's not really like an audio like a, a visual medium this is a podcast but it's goddamn face it's just <laughs> he wasn't like repulsed no. or terrified that's he's, so funny he's like, went, that's a bit rank <laughs> yeah if he's willing to do that to his finger i probably shouldn't feel threatened yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they just did like a week <laughs> they just did like a prime target uh. where they didn't entrust them with another segment probably anticipating that it was going to get uh, buried. So it was just like uh, J.D. McDonough going, you know, I like the Isaac wrestlers. I'm utterly insane. Uh, <laughs> like, you, know, like, you, know, you know, he's Patrick Bateman. Uh, yeah. uh, and he's just like, you know, I'm going to target your sore shoulder. Uh, you're going to be in lots of pain. It's whether you can withstand the pain, bro. It's all this kind of stuff. These <laughs> uh, like training montages where like, he was doing like yoga on a river. It's like, you know, you need a mental... Uh, peacefulness and mindfulness uh, really concentrate on where a pain is going to get applied. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he's going through all this, and I'm going to meditate on a rock here. Like, oh, <laughs> on the water. And, like, all the rest of it. Uh, Brock Brink was like, I was going to use my speed, my aggression, my power, and all the rest of it. I was going to do some weights. And I'm sort of dreading this match because it's going to go longer than it needs to because it's Brom Breaker, it should go five. Like, uh, the heel should clip a leg briefly and then Bromberg should recover and absolutely destroy them. They just do not do that anymore. They don't no. do that. Trying to teach him how to work. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants Goldberg to know how to work. Um, so it's going to go, say, seven to ten minutes when it should go five tops. They've kind of got me interested in the result because if you beat JD McDonough, where on earth do you go with this guy? Like, his MO is that, like, he can dissect bodies and he can, like, dissect minds. And he'll do both at the same time. Loses in his first major title match. You're pretty knackered, aren't you? Like the the one thing I'm a perfect specimen of, apart from my face and my American Psycho life, is pro wrestling. Well, you own one. <laughs> Other than that, I'm really good. That's the thing as well. Like it gives him nowhere to go. He is liked a lot internally by Shawn Michaels. We know that he's a big Devlin guy. Mm. And um, the, the, again, the, the chaos factor of Triple H being in charge of it all adds like a little bit if you want to apply a bit of generous latitude to the process. Like, we might want Braun. He, he might just want Braun and you, think Braun's ready. And you just kind of keep flipping the belt off him. You can't do another Ziggler with him because it just starts making him look like a paper champion. Yeah, absolutely. So. so you either bury some guy who this is his first program. It's one thing if it's like the limited monster of the week guy. Um, like, giants are made to be felled in wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works, other than Andre. Um so it's one thing, all oh, right, he's really powerful, but he's limited and he's, you know, he's a big guy, but, you know, the bigger they are, the harder the fall, so they're lost. Like Devlin, as he pointed out, Hamlet, his whole bit is, I'm a master at this game. Oh, very I've got a multidisciplined skill and a very young man. Well, I can uh, dissect you. All that kind of thing. I've had my fun and that's how it matters. <laughs> so like, that's the kind of thing. 
So he's knackered. Braun, he, he could lose, but purely, like, it's just more interesting, I guess, because there's no rules anymore. These things have been put in Braun Breaker's way so that you can, like, pass tests. And ultimately, this test will manifest in him selling and emoting for holds because that's the curriculum. We are seeing the coach's curriculum transposed to television and we are to watch it as this bit of escape is fun when this whole thing exists to make Bron Breaker a more well-rounded wrestler when, irony, he doesn't need to be because he's so skilled at one thing. So honestly, I think this match has genuine schadenfreude, perverse enjoyment potential because the idea behind this entire program is... Right, we need Bron Breaker to sell. We need our idiot fan base to realize that what he's going to do is endure pain. So he's going to get shoulder targeted for about 10 minutes. And we want 10 minutes of Breaker to sell. It's basically one of his classes. Yeah, It's one of his college classes. And I'm meant to watch it on a TV program. Breaker is one of the more, like, it's, he's, it's gone under disgust, and I completely understand why. But Breaker is one of the more, like, interesting figures in this new Triple H world. Because... Breaker is the guy that they plucked out of obscurity or out of the performance center. One of the many people that was the security guards and the Adam Cole, Kyler Riley thing that like they were like, we want you, 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 all the Triple H guys suck, get rid of them. Like they've plucked him and then why? Because 2.0 was supposed to be this, it's a Vince McMahon talent factory, not a Triple H one. And now Vince has got a Triple H there. <laughs> so like is Breaker even, if he wasn't the guy for Triple H 12 months ago when he was just there just to be there as a security guard, is he now, or is it going to revert back to the old days? He wasn't of... the guy when uh, Triple H was world champion in 2003. Well, it? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. you couldn't go to any with me then, so I don't want to watch you do it now. It's him and like select others from 2.0 that we might have even come to quite enjoy because we found their quality in spite of the way they've been booked. Are they the people that Triple H wants for the main roster? Is he going to go back to hiring the people that he enjoys or with his, you know, finger on the indie wrestling pulse. and bre- Like, is he going to look at Nathan Frazier and think he's the one I want up? Yeah. Because it reminds me of an NXT of old rather than a Bron Breaker. Or is that even what a Triple H guy is anymore? I mean, Murray were having this conversation on uh, the news last week where it's like he realistically kind of only pushed your Alistair Blacks, your Garganos, your Champers, your Ricochets, your Ballers, etc., etc. Because he knew there was a movement happening outside of the WWE umbrella where the really reduced but ardent, passionate, hardcore fans gravitated towards a certain performer that Vince McMahon hated. Yeah. Did Triple H really, truly experience this epiphany where he is like, oh, man, we've been getting it wrong the whole time. We need some kick pads. We need some work rate. We need some great technical 40-minute classics. That's where my heart has been this whole time. No, it's a nonsense. He just realized it was fashionable, decided to get the sort of osmosis critical acclaim, hence why he became Pepe H. <laughs> and uh, that's how he decided, right, if I point at this guy, you think about it, we're both over. So that was Triple H's whole MO this whole time. And if you realize, once AEW subsumed that identity of NXT, what did he do? He went to the closest thing he could find to the Batistas, which was really his whole love all along. It's the one guy he decided to put over, hence why you're now getting your carrying cross and your Dexter Loomis. What's hey the, guys, what's the wish.com version of wish.com? Because that's what Karen crosses for Batista. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I completely agree. I think I think Bron Breaker retains, but I also do like the idea, perversely, if JD McDonough wins, Joe Gacy's there going, Oh, target a body part. That's what I should have done. Not kidnap his dad and I yeah. don't know, just feed him to the feed him the druids. Genuinely, I will be watching this. It's funny how like your knowledge of the wider process does help the fictional drama on screen. Because Shawn Michaels is a big, big McDonough guy. Mm. 
I think Bron Breaker retains, but I've and I have not. Maybe they, I don't know, but I will not be happy if Bron Breaker they target his shoulder the whole time and then he stupidly hits a spear because he makes him look like a dumbass. Well, they're mm. obviously going to do the spot where he gets his shoulder. It's very obviously been the shoulder this entire time because what they're going to do is. They are going to do a spot after 10 minutes of pretty useless selling where he actually hits the spear. I want to do the cover. My shoulder hurts too much. And that's going to be one of your near falls. That's why the storyline exists. Uh, in terms of the women's title, though, uh, it's far more believable, arguably, that they could see a title change because Zoe Stark has come back and has been uh, pushed pretty strong, to be perfectly honest. Um, Mandy Rose's title reign we've, we've speculated on this whether or not who was it it was FTR Bloodline and uh, Mandy Rose uh, well and Toxic Attraction yeah Toxic yeah. Attraction it could all come to an end tonight Siege. no I don't think so well I was going to say your speculation before last week's Smackdown where Zoe Starks was announced as dragging Nikita Lyons into the tag team Granted. tournament to work Friday night in a very again oddly like WWE disconnected between main roster and NXT move to just, like fair enough lift up some like women from the NXT if you think they're going to help the main roster but this week of all weeks they've like unless I'm just being like kind of like throwing a disguise here and this is all to kind of make you forget this match is even happening up until a week ago I was bang into this because mm. they've done a really good job of bringing Zoe Starks back they've used her injury really well they've folded her into the Cora Jade heel turn really well. Uh, and yet now she's in a, a tag team with a woman that she's had no real alliance with on screen on an entirely different show. It suddenly doesn't look that great for her ending a like near record women's title reign, does it? Yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that says, oh, you could be doing that to get the NXT Women's Champion on mainstream telly, but uh, I'm not too sure about that. And am I right in thinking that Zoe Stark held up the title on last week's show? Yeah, which is... Yeah, no shot. Stood tall with the title. You know, we know how this goes. It's WWE. You will always be WWE then now forever. Yeah. Um, as for the prospective quality of the match, look, they had um, Zoe Stark beat Cora Jade via interference from Roxanne Perez, which makes you think, oh, they don't really buy her that much if she can't even beat Cora Jade um, clean. But at the same time, this is the company that had Ilya Dragunov debut on NXT mainland TV, lose to, I think, Pete Dunne, and then he beat Walter. <laughs> what a useless twat Triple H is. <laughs> and everyone thinks he's great. Mandy Rose, in the last sort of couple of months as well, like, I'm pretty indifferent to Mandy Rose's work. Occasionally, it's there. I can't, I can't remember a single Mandy Rose match. More often than not, the whole, like, the complete package just isn't there with Mandy Rose. But I think she's shown some skill when she's given that one job of targeting a body part. There's been a couple of cases where she's done that lately. The Roxanne Perez one, obviously. And it's really simplistic agenting, but it's really effective. And that's why it's been around forever. And you bandage up a body part and you make it the weak spot and the heel works it and works it and works it, then fans will almost always come for the drama and the comeback. And Zoe Stark's been walking around with that giant brace on her knee because we know it's not 100%. So I think if they follow that and then, like, you know, Stark gets the big comeback and gets the big moment, maybe, just maybe, this actually will be, like, one of Mandy Rose's better title defences. But I do sort of feel like the drama's been taken out of it by the, by the tag tournament on SmackDown. Mandy Rose retains. Yeah. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, one of the matches I am genuinely looking forward to, I, I think the match I'm most looking forward to tonight is Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez, which has been really enjoyable to see, uh, well, apart from when the skateboard broke before it hit anyone. <laughs> but, you know, uh, in terms of in-ring stuff, apart, I'd say this and the Vinci uh, Hayes match could both contenders for match of the night, aren't they? Well, so I'm watching this match. I'm going to be nice to it in the build-up and hope that they kind of deliver on the night. This is... Pretty much in terms of how this program started, how it's been executed, and now we find ourselves at the match. Like NXT 2.0 operating as its best self. You bring in somebody with obvious talent, proven talent, that maybe doesn't need WWE's developmental system as much as a lot of these uh, greener wrestlers do. And I know Cora Jade had like an independent background as well, and I'm not sort of just disparaging that. But it's clear that there is a, a skill and an experience difference between these two women. There's been a really logical story told about how they've been friends, how they've fallen apart, and now the match is a great opportunity for Cora Jade to be genuinely, earnestly elevated by a superior wrestler, regardless of the result. Like, Roxanne Perez might get the win, and it might be some sort of redemption for a straightaway, and Cora Jade is, you know, going to have to, like, rethink everything. She's going to have to, like, go as a heel now, but she's, like, lost this big match, and on, on goes Roxanne Perez. Or Cora Jade gets this big win, and it's considered the biggest win of her career, and it justifies why she's turned, and it validates all these dark thoughts she's had and all that kind of thing. As cheesy as a couple of the moments have been, otherwise, I would say, like, kudos to the brand for seeing it mm. through. And I, for, like, for them, I, it's, it's WWE, it's NXT, whatever. But for them, I kind of hope the match goes well as well. Like, Roxanne Perez hasn't had many bad matches. And there is at least a curiosity of, in a match that means something, how Cora Jade's going to do. Cora Jade works much better as a heel. It's weird. Mm. It's weird. She had, yeah. match, she had the match with Zoe Stark the other week, and it was genuinely like a... By her standards, like a really proper, decent effort. Um, given her personality and 
a youth and all the rest of it and the gimmick she's worked so far, I'd expect her to have learned how to use her inherent sympathy to sort of guide her along in matches that aren't the most sort of robust, clean, crisp performances. But she's actually much better as a working heel. It's just weird. It's like that Seth Rollins thing. Where it's like kind of two wrestlers sharing one body and they don't <laughs> really sort of, can't ever get it completely 100% right. So but like that would call her Jade. Um, but luckily, like she's got a more over and better worker baby face in the opposite corner. So I expect this to be really, really good, actually, by WWE standards. <laughs> Who do you think's winning? Logic would dictate that it's time for Roxanne Perez to get a big win. At its core, pro wrestling is or should be good guy defeats bad guy. And it's kind of time to do that. Or you could do a sequel, a stepped up rematch. So actually, I think I'll go with Cora Jade. Cheats. And this is all completely 101. But yeah, I'd like to see this again. Why the hell not? I think it's very rare that you can do this. And maybe this is me just having a bit of, bit of time off and forgetting the sludge that's occasionally you have to wade through with WWE. I think akin to what we did uh, in the early days of AW, you can actually plot the women's title quite easily here. I think you have Roxanne Perez win here. I think you have her take the title off Mandy Rose. And then down the line, after she's had some title defences, I think Cora Jade takes it off Roxanne Perez. And maybe Perez goes up to the main roster because I've loved every minute of her in, in NXT 2.0. I'm not yet seeing beyond Roxanne Perez, who is the woman that beats Mandy Rose. Um, was Io Shirai potentially? Well, this is she's it. kind of busy now. She's been like, yeah, regardless of what you think of her matches, they've booked Mandy Rose like kind of like the big bad, like this world champion that cannot be stopped. So the whole point of, and we've seen this problem with Roman Reigns, is that you're supposed to, the entire time, be building up the baby face that's going to stop them. Um, and I, I don't yet see who that is beyond Roxanne Perez. So I could sort of see that as well. I think Cora Jade, because I think, obviously, Roxanne Perez gets a win in the end. But you do sort of, did Cora Jade beat Zoe Stark or not? Was it not like a... No, Zoe Stark won after Roxanne Perez interfered. Like and uh, Roxanne Perez was doing the nah, 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 yeah. WWE babyface thing where it's like, right, okay, you are, strictly speaking, getting a measure of revenge and costing someone a match here, but it's just... Oh, you wouldn't see Tanahashi or Moxie do that, would you? No. Ever. I think Cora Jade probably needs it. I think mm, for this maybe. character shift, she probably needs the win. Uh, there's also Carmelo Hayes defending his North American Championship against Giovanni Vinci, which on paper should be the best match of the night. Yeah, I wasn't quite as high on it as a lot of people. Um, I've got the wrong match completely. I was conflating Roderick Strong with Giovanni Vinci there, but never <laughs> mind. Um, did Giovanni Vinci have a match with Apollo Crews? Mm, yes. Oh, and that was the one where he was who interfered. I can't believe you remember at this point. It shows did absolutely... No, wait, didn't, didn't Apollo issue an open challenge and Nathan Fraser came This is before that. Okay. What was the week? I saw a clip of Apollo Crews. Uh, there might have been one of the last shows we watched. Apollo Crews seeing, like, everybody laid out in the ring. Was that, like, from one of the episodes from last week? I can't bloody remember. It was like, you know, he's seen at the future. I barely day. kept up with the he show when I was on he holiday. Upon, he looks upon the ring and, like... I can't remember a single bloody thing that happens on this show regardless. But uh, ultimately, it's by the by... Um, match quality wise this should be very good I've even fantasy booked a spot oh you know Carmelo Hayes does his leapfrog springboard jumping back to do the drop kick what if Giovanni Vinci pops up in time catches Carmelo Hayes and then does a spinning set out power bomb or something nice. like that yeah. like they've got lots of like even if that spot doesn't happen I expect spots like it to happen where it's like Giovanni Vinci using that insane power to pluck Carmelo Hayes out of thin air um, this should be genuinely really good. 
Giovanni Vinci did face Apollo Crews. Is that one where he, Apollo Crews got jumped on the outside? I'm just yes, but by who? Was it someone in like a really naff disguise, or someone who should have been? Really oh, wasn't it um, uh, Zion Quinn? Is that that one? Yes, yes, yes. God, one week out when we like, I'm like, I can't remember bloody anything on this. The match should be good, and yet again, it's that Triple H thing where he's big into new stars, new stars, freshen up the product on a superficial level. Like, Carmella Hayes is obviously very well-liked internally. And, you know, Giovanni Vinci just needs a few more reps in NXT, even though, you know, he's been Fabian Aikner for about <laughs> 10 years. Um, yeah, it's the Triple H effect where he's in complete control of the entire process. It's not like Vince going, right, I want him. Need him now. I'm, I'm in charge. Well, he's kind of, like, going to be at the next takeover, <coughs> going for a title. Don't care. Rewrite your stupid little plans on your stupid little show <laughs> in front of your stupid little marks who chant, we are awesome. He's mine now. Like, there's a whole process at play now, and maybe someone like... I, I find the Giovanni Vinci act nice enough, but, you know, Triple H knows what he can do, knows that he's awesome, and maybe he could just go on the main roster so he could lose, get straight up. Carmelo Hayes, similar, has a not the same level of experience, but he's, he's more than ready to do the bloody yeah. job. So anyone can win and anyone can get promoted. It's a new world, and if, I, if that drama is informed by our knowledge of the new process, then so be it. At least it makes things a little bit less predictable. Yeah, I think it's the least predictable title match on this card because, like you say, you could eat, you could have that, you could have the loser, whoever it is, automatically go up to the main roster because you're completely right, they're ready. I, I still have concerns, as you do, about Trick Williams being brought up and being, well, there you go, you're up there now, off you go. Um, or... There's an argument to be made that Vinci wins and Carmelo Hayes loses upwards into a Bron Breaker title match. Yeah, that was my thinking, is that I think the <clears throat> the longer you keep, unless you have a really, really big and lofty goal, and it's harder than ever in 2022 to make this matter, but of having Carmelo Hayes attempting to make the North American title like as prestigious as the NXT world title, which, I mean, Triple H certainly trying to do it on Raw and SmackDown with the secondary belts, but it's we're not like... It was like 1999 when Van Damme did it with a TV title in ECW, and it's just, I don't think you can ever do that again, but Carmelo is, is that talented? Maybe that's the plan. Maybe they're, th they're in a situation where, like, why would we bother trying to strap him up with a different belt when he's elevating this one? Um, I just wonder if him and Trick as an act, less so about what Trick can't do, more what they are together, um, are they not long for mm, NXT? Maybe. Vince McMahon would have definitely been the guy to split them up very quickly, Probably actually give Trick the push first. Like, bit bigger, better hype guy, and just, like, tries to push him, and it goes nowhere, and it fails, and they both leave the jobs, and then they're both hired by AEW, and they go, hey, everything worked out. Now, Triple H looks at that and thinks that act is main roster ready. You either bring him up as a tag team, or you just keep them doing exactly what they're doing. Um, but it's hard to call as a result. The one thing I want from this is the one thing I'm not going to get. I don't really care about who wins and loses, but the one thing I want is, because this is going to be the hot opener, I would imagine, would be for it to go 12 instead of 18. And I'm not going to get that. It's going to go longer than it needs to. In one word, how was the rounds match last week? Absurd. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. I, I did. I, that was, I was sort of curious over that. Uh, it was like boxing, one round, monkey flip wrestling the next, and then they were selectively using the gloves, even though... I read the I read the write up of this and it's, it's I was like I just assumed it was a boxing match. I just couldn't make head and the tail of it. Maybe. And it then the, one of the last sentences, I think it was from WWE.com's own write up, was uh, Wesley put on the boxing glove at the end to knock him out. 
was like, why would you do that? Why would you, I think, why do you need to put the glove on? Well, exactly, if you're going to use it, if, if, because the reason why gloves exist, right, is to protect your fists, mm-hmm. right? And that way you can punch people in the head. And you can do that regularly with the idea of really hurting your opponent and then land a knockout punch. And you can just punch people in the head, bang, 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 until they're finished, right? If you're doing a multi-discipline fight, like a mixed sports entertainment arts or whatever the hell you want to call it, which is essentially what it was, and you're using loads of wrestling moves to get the advantage, if they are, like, really, really, um, like, teetering on the brink of, like, semi-consciousness or whatever, just don't waste time putting your glove on because you're not really being punching that much because it's not a <laughs> fighting ma- uh, boxing fight. Just punch them because you're not really... You can do one punch. Yeah, you're not break it's, like it's accumulated damage to your fist that you're trying to avoid. Just oh, stupid arseholes. Stupid arseholes. But no, Papa Age is great. I said when you were in Crete and we did the preview of that match, I think it was the rounds match, or at least we were talking about it because they advertised it on a review or whatever. I was like, that's, this goes back to your take of like, AW is for everybody because there is something for everybody. They've done every single kind of gimmick match you can imagine. Except a rounds match. Except a rounds and match. NXT bucket is like AW would never. Like <laughs> if only two point got to the trios belts two weeks earlier, it, they could have they could have had it all. I found another one. Go on. I, I might get the first two minutes of Chad Gable versus Dovel Ziggler on last week's Raw. Oh yeah, first yeah. Oh, two yeah. minutes were absolutely mint. The crowd didn't react to anything, <laughs> but like proper amateur struggle where it just looked like so convincing, so realistic, deadlifting each other out of holes and stuff. It was awesomely worked, and AW's never done that either. I've so there's two rule proving exceptions. Ziggler got that win, didn't he? And I just in his hometown, one no, of, no one must have been one of the great nights of his career, regardless of the fact the fans didn't react because he got his hometown win. And like there would have generations of fans were like he was an amateur guy. Yeah, <laughs> so, would you? Like, he's never yeah. been allowed to wear like the angle singlet or anything like that. He's just, well, he can actually like do stuff that Jim Ross had fap over or something like yeah. that. It's just this lovely sequence of it where the two of them were almost like comparing notes or something, weren't yeah. they? And you, you just don't put them in the same league at all. Uh, let's talk about the main event, in my eyes at least. Uh, the fate of Legado del Fantasma on the line is Tony D, Tony D'Angelo versus Dirty Threat. Santos Escobar in a, in a street fight? In a street fight. Uh, if, uh, if the Dirty Rat wins, uh, Legado is uh, free from the family. And uh, if Tony D wins, which he probably is not going to, I, I got to admit that Escobar is banned from NXT. But then again, this again applies. He could get called up. He could get called up. He could get that phone call. He could go up to Raw, SmackDown. Uh, one of the two. Level up. <laughs> level up. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tony D is winning. You think Tony's getting the W? Because winning, Tony could be facing Braun. Let's not forget. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like the goddamn blind leading the blind. <laughs> can, can you imagine Tony D working a goddamn headlock on Braun for eight and a half minutes? Hey, Braun, you know what you got to do? You shut up, Stacks. I got him from here. <laughs> <laughs> How would uh, Tony D theoretically prosper on the main roster? He would, uh, he would make pretty big bank on that name roster. <laughs> <laughs> How exactly? Explain in detail. Elaborate. <laughs> uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think he'd be look good in the opening video. Um, I think he could beat that bump champ again. <laughs> Imagine that then now for a video. If you <laughs> smell <laughs> your schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Woo, you stunad. <laughs> <laughs> Is this real Ric Flair got back in. Mm. What if it bounces 
air sound. Instead of woo, just go oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think he's winning. Uh, the if you think that's been two years, the Legado have been on NXT. Yeah, like they, they rocked up at the um, very like tail end of the black and gold pre CWC. They were in NXT, right? So they've did Santos literally debut in front of one of the very first closed sets, pretty much, <coughs> and then he. He had the mask on at first, didn't he? And then he turned heel and revealed himself as like the guy behind all the car park attacks. And I think that's stable. Oh, yeah. I think that was like one of like Triple H believing, yeah, when the crowds get back, I'm going to beat AW in the war. Definitely. This is going to go absolutely fine. Uh, and so they've never really fit that much. And other, like his matches are great. And like he's a benefit to anyone that he wrestles. He's a lot greener than he is. But as a stable, they've never really fit that much in 2.0. And if you look at like SmackDown in particular, he's just brought Hit Row back. You've got Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. You've got the new vicious Viking Raiders. There's a, a tag division that he's trying to rebuild over there. I could like they're a perfect fit for that, and I, there's nothing left them. It looks like a million bucks as yeah. well. And to be fair, I seem to remember. Dress sense. I mean, mm. seem to remember in NXT, Santos had a really good few matches with one of the members of Hit Row. So that should be absolutely fine on the main roster. Yeah, run that back. Oh wait, no, sorry, he's in AW of course now. Um, yeah, what do you what, who do you think wins this street fight? With Tony D. You think Tony D's gonna win? The heels, the heels are disadvantaged three or two. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> my yeah. maths right? Uh, I think so, pal. <laughs> the baby faces there's three of them. Oh heels, yeah, two of them. <laughs> are we gonna get, yeah, a we no- get Cole Carter back in for the no, night? No member of the family, maybe. Oh, no member. Well, Electra. Now, Electra, she's been doing good things by the docks. We've been saying this. Great work down the docks. He's dead it himself. My uh, Tony D predictor, by the way. Great, the photo I'm going to read what I uh, got written here. Kipping Corp. What? Drowsing? Wait, 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 I didn't understand a goddamn word you said. Okay, I'll start from the top. Oh, Tony God, I'm just Kipping Corp. Kipping Corp. Drowsing dogfish. Snoozing sturgeon. Napping needlefish. Dozing dolphin. That's right, Santos. You're going to be sleeping with the motherfucking fishes. <laughs> <laughs> You know what this asshole done, this wise guy did? He went, uh, he just went on his little Google machine there. <laughs> he went on his little Google machine there and he typed in list of fish in alphabetical order. And I also and that's how he got goddamn synonyms you, for sleeping. They, exactly. I did. The, I got two tabs. I got two tabs because I ain't got two stacks no more. Okay. <laughs> What's his name? Not was it? Two times two asshole. Times. God damn it. <laughs> I forgot what they got. Two times you got that schmuck. Got you schmuck. So Tony uh, D wins the street fight. What happens to uh, uh, well, Del Taro and Wacky? You're asking this question, but uh, instantly my mind is going to uh, names of fish so I can do more jokes. <laughs> uh, is there a name of uh, a fish beginning with a F? Flounder. Fish. Fatigued flounder. <laughs> fish, did you say? Fish. Is there a name of a fish beginning with a fish? Fish. Fatigued fish. <laughs> Got any E fish? Because I think eel. they're pretty exhausted. Exhausted eel. The exhausted <laughs> eel. E-fish. I love as well that you would have been going through that. Oh, um, I don't really want fish in the title because that kind of ruins the gag that they will never see coming. But, uh, <laughs> no, this goddamn talking about But it's going to have to be napping needlefish. <laughs> so like, like, so, uh, as soon as you went, <laughs> <"Kip and quap." laughs> My favorite was dozing dolphin. I didn't know there's a fish or not. Dolphin. Is that a fish? Is that a fish? Hey, uh, you get down the market, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, well, should we play one more game? One more game before we wrap this 
goddamn bullshit out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. What is going on with Wendy Chu? Right, okay. So here's the game, okay? It's not, where's Wendy? It was, where was Wendy last week? Now, not going to go in cold, mm-hmm. right? There's a little bit of advi- uh, not advice. Last time I saw her, she was being a complete dickhead <laughs> to Tiffany <laughs> Stratton. What was she doing? Uh, she had a dream sequence yes, where she, she was, like, ruining her day at all costs. Um, they had a match. Did they have a match? Tiffany, oh, this match? might have been a while back. Tiffany won what we thought was the divisive, Be, uh, yeah. decisive match. So here's the question slash game. Right, okay. Which unforgettable WWE pandemic angle did Wendy Chu pay tribute to against Tiffany Stratton on last week's NXT. I mean, I've got two, and I just I cannot figure out how it could be either of these. Because you cannot tell. I swear I haven't seen this either, right? But it, this cannot be anything to do with throwing somebody off a building or taking their eye out, can it? No. Okay. No, neither right. of those. Okay, all right. Uh, pandemic ang- swamp fight? Nope. You can have three guesses, as is custom in games such as this. All right. We can play not 20 questions and not 20 wrestlers as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, unforgettable pandemic. Uh, mm, bin monster. It's no. good. It's not right. WWE in the pandemic was absolutely abysmal, wasn't oh, it? Oh god, like, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. I loved getting to sit on those Zoom chats with you guys and just for half an hour be like, oh, maybe my life's fine. <laughs> but, like the actual shows we were talking about. Jesus Christ. Uh, One more guess. Got it. Got it. And it makes sense, of course, because of recent changes to the roster on XT 2.0. She went 37 minutes with Apollo Crews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did. She did. Yeah. What she actually did was uh, Tiffany Strand. She's walking down the hallway. And it, and it was very dark. And when did she put on night vision goggles? Close the door behind her. And, all you, and as the screen went black, going... Oh, 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 my hoi. She's not doing the angel. Sax was in there for some reason. He took a shot. <laughs> I got it for you, boy. I got it. Anyway, she's... The goggles do nothing. <laughs> she did the Randy Orton beats up the legends. It was amazing. Yeah. My favourite bit of that is because I watched this earlier and then was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'll make sure Hamlet doesn't watch it. My favourite bit is the lights turn on. So she's kicked the shit out of her and trashed the room at the same time. And a bit like we were talking about, I was going to mention this earlier, and I was like, oh, it'd spoil it. A bit like Riddle when they were like, "Uh, what what would you have in a room, uh, uh, lava lamp? Right, they were like, ooh, right, okay, what would would Tiffany Stratton have in a room? And it's like... Gear, um, you know, just like, and then they were like, uh, uh, lights come back on. She's riding around the floor, and they're like, two apples. <laughs> just two <laughs> apples next to her on the floor. Loves fruit. Loves make got to eat fruit. Like them apples, what a gymnast, gymnast <laughs> like to do. So yeah, um, how do you think she's going to trick her this week? I what th- other pandemic angle could win? Oh yeah, I didn't tribute. think of that. Take an eye out. <laughs> I hate Wendy Chu. Like, <laughs> yeah. this entire thing appears to me to be to Babyface and Tiffany Stratton because Wendy Chu is the most irritating character on television. And everything we've seen of Tiffany Stratton lately is her basically trying to change her ways. Like, just use her athleticism and be a kinder person and this asshole. 
Wendy Chu's going to go to a nail salon and refuse to pay this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> of poor service. Or when they say you need to pay, you should just pretend to be asleep. Like sometimes you do on a train when someone wants to. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. Famous pandemic visuals. WWE. I have kind of suppressed a lot of them. But Wendy <laughs> Chu is asleep. But she's woken up by the hooting and hollering of that deranged 80-year-old man that they let in that time when the street prophets walk into the ring. That was going to happen, actually. Trippity Strand's going to be at home. She's going to be like, oh, my God, Daddy, I don't want to go to work today because I don't want to wrestle because half the people don't do the WWE. When she's going to come around and put the same window in twice. A perfect square of sugar glass. That's all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice now. Why? Because the fiend changes people. <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing. <laughs> and then the slow burn. Nothing. I'd love like the Bray Wyatt return. Amazing. Anyway, but imagine if it's the fiend and it's 2.0. Oh. Like Joe Gacy's just Joe Gacy in a round. Like, oh yeah, didn't any Joe Gacy stuff happen last week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is broken my train. That reaction already tells me this is what we finish on. Just like I said last week, mega fans will forgive me for repeating a take. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the thing that Joe Gacy insinuated of Cameron Grimes, right? But it makes less than no sense from a character perspective, right? Cameron Grimes did not lose his fortune, correct? No. No, oh, yeah. Still rich. Just Still lost his belt and believes he disgraced his dad. And, yeah. 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 But, like, with DBRC, there's no, like, swindling. Which is funny for DBRC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no swindling. They sort of left amicably. Lessons were learned. He still retained his fortune, and he made all of his money on the stock market. And, indeed, he's a, 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 a star on a national television program. So he should have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Enough to, like, have his own place, right? But, like, they did this thing where Joe Gacy was trying to, like, prey upon Cameron Grimes. He's like... Where are you going, Cameron? When he was like about to leave, then the, whatever it's called Show's last week. On. Yeah, <laughs> you just and said uh, like whatever the f- it's called. They've never named they've it. They've never ever. named it. Like the, it's the a two point com dome. They've <laughs> never ever named it. Thon dot com. So uh, wherever it is, he's trying to leave midway through the show, and um, <laughs> the was, sexual he, performance center. He's desolate because he's despondent because like you know things haven't been. Go on here's way to quote Jim and Jeff Farmer. He's a, he's, a bit, he's a bit like Cameron Grimes when you think about it. And so he's leaving, he's leaving, and he's yep. like, he's, uh, he's preyed upon by, you know, the, the yeah, and the schism, also known as jism. Yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> Robbie Fowler. <laughs> Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger from the jism. And they're saying, Where are you going? <laughs> and uh, where are you going, La? And Cameron Grimes goes, home. <laughs> and uh, Joe Gacy goes, to who? And I'm thinking, right, some connections in my head. Right. His dad's dead, and that's been part of the storyline. Are they suggesting that multi-billionaire Cameron Grimes, grown man, still lives with his father? There's, there's nothing, there's honestly nothing wrong for a... Maybe he lives in his basement, got himself a nice lava lamp. Just <laughs> take the place out all nice. Like, especially under... We're basically the knacker generation. Cost yeah. of living crisis. The cost of living crisis. The mid 30s. And that's 40s. been happening for like two decades yeah. at least. Cameron Grimes hasn't got a cost of living crisis. Cameron Grimes is a multi billionaire. 
<laughs> or remember that time when um, he was asking, he was hitting up Grayson Waller for dating advice for uh, chicks because yeah. he could. He was like, "Oh my god, you can you got babes on the apps." So the kids are talking about what the fucking show they get. <laughs> Maybe with LTSD because he's like a bit of an incel figure now. Possibly. So that's more, what they did last week. More of that tonight. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Is he? Is he have they gone back to him in an Ophian players yet? I just want this six man for Wilbur. Is he gone? They, well, they, had a they lost. Segments. They lost two pretty deadly, I think. Right, yeah. Week. So, like, at the same time, they've been kind of like telling the story. Like, we saw an Ophian blade and Grimes be like, ah, we'll turn it around. It's all right. Let's go out and shag some birds. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a Regrettably, it's all. That was just a device to further the arc of Cameron Grimes because he did the similar thing with. Solo Sequoia uh, last week where there were Grimes went up to him and was like, Oh, congratulations on your win against Von Wagner. Did you yeah, beat yeah. him? He's yeah. like, Yeah, man, I sprained my ACL or whatever, so I'm out for six weeks. But when I'm back, you know, I'm going to win the uh, North American title. You know, for wrestlers like me and you, you know, who do it the honorable way, and Cameron Grimes is like, What? Something like that. He's meant to be a little bit like. I think it was meant to. (laughs) I think it was meant to. What? (laughs) I think it was meant to convey. (laughs) Solo Sakala. So he says it with the effect of, yeah, I've got to do it for guys like me and you, yeah? Like like baby faces, basically. (laughs) And Carol Grant's like, what? (laughs) So the idea was. I think the idea was meant to convey that Cameron Grimes is thinking. Am I really that kind of guy at all, actually, having had this conversation with you? <laughs> or am I going to be drawn to the schism? But it was the weirdest thing. because Or option it, C, because it was nobody so, else can see, so let's yeah. go, he's a ghost. And Cameron Grimes can. <laughs> or option D, I go home to the moon. With Rob Reagan threw me to, I think, in a world title match. So I think it was genuinely meant to be this whole, oh, now that you mention it, maybe I'm not a baby face at heart. <laughs> Maybe I am going to be drawn to the schism, but it was just so poorly written and performed that he was just like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love one it. more time. You be Cameron Grimes, I'll be Scottish Cara. Hey, well, when I come back from this injury, I'm going to go back, back for that World no- uh, North American Championship match and, uh, you know, you know how guys, me and you, get it done, basically. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just love every single overwritten, like... Reference to space or something. <laughs> Just have the other character totally no sell it. There's a dig at the writer that came up with it. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Do, uh, do it again? Well, huh? <laughs> let's know your thoughts ahead of who wave tonight on NXT 2.0 on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why well, you can follow three emoji, follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at Huh? <laughs> at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the Raw Review is available right now. And this has been the NXT 2.0 preview. Uh, my thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.